0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Hello, FF fam. I am so excited about today's episode with my new friend, Ella Halikas. I have been following her for a while now, but this is actually our first time meeting in person, and God did I love her just as much as I expected to. Her energy is truly unparalleled, and it is absolutely infectious. For those of you who aren't familiar with Ella, she is a model featured in Sports Illustrated Swim and many more publications and an influencer sharing content focused on confidence, wellness, body positivity, and recreating iconic celebrity looks to show that high fashion outfits can be sexy on bigger bodies as well. Ella and I discussed so much in this episode in terms of her modeling career and the label of curve model, how she is the most confident she's ever been right now while simultaneously being her biggest size, the Not Tonight movement that she has recently started in discussion of body discrimination in the nightlife scene, and so much more. I hope you all love this one as much as I do. Without further ado, here is Ella.
0: Come on in, take a seat.
1: Ella, thank you so much for coming. I'm really excited to chat with you. Yes. I have been following you for a while now. I found you. I I must have been through Carissa, I mm-hmm. think. But I'm like hitting up, I just told you, like your entire friend group during my <laughs> LA trip because Love that. I love you guys. I'm like, I can be your New York little like sub arm. Yes. So when you guys come Please. to the city, you can come hang out with me. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited to talk to you about a multitude of things. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a few interviews of yours. Mm-hmm. And in all of the intros, I noticed, and it's something that I noticed you even reference about yourself and bios and stuff. Right. I'm curious. The term curve model mm-hmm. or plus size model. Mm-hmm. Is there any part of you that's like, why can't we just say I'm a fucking model? Totally a huge part of me because you're a model
0: yeah No, and I, I was just talking about that today actually on another interview was that i'm tired of being like placed in a box And a lot of my message is like I don't want to be classified into a certain box So it's like why do I have to as a curve woman always have to overcompensate for things so it goes back to this title of like If I just walked around the street saying I was a model people look at me like no, you're not like for what And that happens all the time. If I ever try to say I'm a model, they'll kind of look up and down and be like, oh, what do you model? Like what brands? Like they're so confused. But the second I'm like plus size or curve model, they're like, oh, whoa, sick. Like totally could see that. So I think it's like as a society, it's so easy to push ourselves into a box and like have Mm -hmm. a label. And it's really frustrating because there's times where I'm like, why doesn't my thinner counterpart have to say that she's a straight-sized model is actually the term. I was term. thinking about that. But no, she just says she's a model because that's what society has said as a model for decades now. And then we have to overcompensate by saying what category model we are. So what can like society do mm-hmm. to
1: then just like, is there something concrete that you wish people, whether they were talking about you in a promotional way or mm-hmm. interviews like are you just like can we drop the fucking curve can we drop the plus size
0: yeah i mean i think it's probably is it gonna ever be plus size or is it curve it's see it's so confusing curve i'm like at a size 14 so usually that's like 14 16s around curve plus size is usually over that but there's no like actual rules or standards this is kind of just like talk of the industry and then straight size would be probably like double zero zero two maybe four and then there's always the in between that never really gets represented, or you're technically a mid size model or a mid size influencer. But sometimes people consider a size eight or ten curve as well, which is like I don't know, it's just crazy the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But the average size of a woman in America is a size fourteen. So the fact right. that we have to go above and beyond to be like I'm this type of model, it's like we are the okay, average we just size. Just fucking say you're a model yeah. But like I said, there's no specific rules. So don't like technically quote me on those sizes. That's just like Mm -hmm. what I've heard around. Yeah, it's really frustrating. And I feel like the way to do it, there's no like one concrete answer. I think it would just be a habit of, multiple, you know, people starting to just drop it. And that's, I'm mean, equally at fault because in my bio, it says curve model on TikTok. I believe it says curve model, but that's kind of what I feel like I just got pushed into when I first mm-hmm. started this career. And it was easier to run with that than have to sit there and be like, well, I model for this brand and I know it's because I'm bigger now. It's more inclusive. Like, no, I don't but want I that think conversation. Right. I
1: don't think that's why you like, right. Okay. Yes. I think that the modeling industry has shifted in a great way totally. to the point where there's more representation, whether it be size, color skin like body type. Totally. However, that's not why you're being booked. Right. You're being booked because you're a great fucking model. Like Thank you. Yeah. This also I think dives into the conversation of like, oh, well, how do you have so much confidence? And it's like, what is it about me? Why are you asking that question? Right. Like, and for me, looking at you, the confidence has nothing to do with the size of your body whatsoever. Totally. It's the energy that you're giving off. Totally. Your energy is fucking electric. Like when I watch your content, I'm like, I just wanna sit in a room with this girl. I love that. Hype her the fuck up and like have her hype me up like yeah literally I remember Vic I think it was Vic posted on her stories that was like Ella just said to me that people would pay to sit in this room <laughs> to hear my stories and I'm like she's fucking right
0: like, like I was <laughs> like you are not appreciating my story times people would die to be listening to my story no thank but you. people would
1: like your <laughs> energy dead. is yeah. electric thank you. And you light up a room and I think that that confidence is what's getting you these things totally totally
0: And it's crazy to say, I've said it before, but I'll always say every time it's like, I am the most confident I am today as a size 14, the biggest I've ever been in my life. And yet I am the most confident. And so it's like, it does not matter what size you are. Like confidence comes in all shapes and sizes. Mm -hmm. And people have such a hard time understanding that. But it's like, same thing. Why don't we go around to a size double zero and say, "How? why are you so confident? Oh my God, like you're so confident. How? No fucking shit. Yeah. (laughs) Pardon my language, but like. (laughs) that's what society has told us that that girl's confident and that girl's bigger so she must not like her body and it's like whoa pump the brakes that's not true at all so yeah I mean I think confidence is a mindset and I told Veg it was funny actually she was like Ella, like some people just aren't models. Like I'm not a model. Okay. And I was like, yes, you are. It's a mindset. And she no, was, it like, is. dying.
1: She's like, so I'm a model. I'm like, yeah, you are. It's a mindset. <laughs> no, but I also think that like confidence from within, I know it sounds cheesy. We hear it like we're told at a young age, like confidence. Well, we're not always, but we try right, to instill right. it in young women, especially today. But it is so true when I even think back on like the different stages of my body, mm-hmm. my life, like whether I was I've typically always fit in societal standards. So I'm not going to act like I haven't. However, there are times where I've technically fit more into these standards and was getting more compliments on certain aspects of my body or accolades or whatever. And I'm like, I'm the least confident I've ever been. I feel like a fucking shell of myself. Right. And then it doesn't matter what your exterior is. It's how you're feeling about yourself and like what you're bringing to the table outside of your physical appearance. Totally. How did you get into modeling? because it's like a yeah. recent thing.
0: Yeah. Past few years, for sure. It all started. I went to school at the University of Hawaii, which was amazing. And I just started taking a ton of photos on the beach before. I'm sorry. I have. Yeah. To ask, like, how did you end up there? Where did you You're grow like, up? Hey, well,
1: well, we're not going um, like, to go right over that. So I
0: went to Washington State my freshman year okay. and I wanted to be a news anchor. So I studied journalism. And then after the first year, I realized it just wasn't for me. Nothing against it. It just was like a little bit too much party, a little too much. Just like, frat and like sorority-based, which is mm-hmm. fine. But I knew for me, I'd get burnt out for too long. So I wanted something different and I wanted to do something like crazy, big, adventurous. So we started finding videos all over the internet, YouTube, looking up colleges, me and my friends of Hawaii. And we are like, dude, that would be sick. I literally had never been to Hawaii or the island of Oahu at that time. And we just sent it, like made a whole pamphlet to my parents, a whole presentation, oh set the pricing up for them. I was like, this is what it's looking like. Like I made it a whole thing. And they were like, okay, fine, sold after like months of trying to convince so then sent it to Hawaii, never visited the school or anything. It was just such a great experience. Honestly, I was that's riding around my little moped scooter. That's a How big is it? So fun. I don't know the exact number. It's definitely not as big as like a big university, but it's pretty, it's pretty big. I don't know that exact yeah. number though. Okay. I love Hawaii. But yeah, I would say like a medium-sized university. It was a great experience. Started taking a bunch of photos on the beach, but that's when I actually was like, definitely my body was changing. Like growing up, I was always like athletic, never skinny, but like athletic fit, toned, Mm -hmm. medium size. And then it was probably in high school when I became a woman and had that, like my Mm -hmm. body started to change. I got hips. I just like, whatever. So my body started changing in high school, went to college, gained probably 10 to 20 pounds throughout my first, second year. I definitely started to gain more weight in college. It was hard though, because I was way more insecure in high school. It was crazy. I was so insecure. And then I started to find a more love for myself and love for who I am inside. And that's where like that confidence from within came. Mm -hmm. And just feeling like I was like a better person. I was like happier. I wasn't talking, you know, shit about people. Like I just was like a better person. Totally. And it made me have more confident in who I was and more of an understanding of who I was. And so that confidence starts to shine from within to the outside so then now here I am living in a bigger body and yet I'm posing in a bikini like I'm so confident and so people are like wow like you're killing it you're glowing you're so confident I love your photos and so I started taking more and more photos and people were loving it and people were like you make me want to put on a bikini I mean like you're rocking that like I never thought I could and mm-hmm. whatever whatever and I have the same body as you but for some reason I'm looking at you like you're so much more beautiful than I am but we're the same size and like I just think people's feedback to my photos started to give me a little bit more courage to get behind that camera yeah And can I quickly say, like, that's representation. Right there. That's the exact
1: example of, like, why these different skin types, body types, all of these things are so important.
0: Because they felt seen. And shoots,
1: because it makes people feel seen versus, like, what we've seen from media, like,
0: for the majority of our lives. Totally. Which is cool, because it was, like, I was just living my best life, taking pics, loving what I'm doing. But meanwhile, I was, like, causing so much change and, like— Helping people find their confidence all through just photos. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, hmm, maybe I could do this. And then I saw other plus size models. My role model, Ashley Graham. Um, I fucking love her. I met her her recently. Stop. I I did. Stop. Stop. She's like my dream guest for this show. I'm going to cry. I love her. If you ever need me to be the we assistant that show. Girl, let me oh, know. if
1: I ever get her <laughs> on here, girl, you will be in the room. Great. She is. I fucking love her. Oh, and my And She gosh. did a huge collab with the Baby Formula brand that I use and oh, work with yeah. and have collaborated with. So I went to an event and she oh, like that she hosted my. and spoke at. And I went up to her and I was like, <laughs> I just need to tell you I wow. love you. Wow. And she was so yeah. great in person. Literally incredible, wow, and I was like so happy. not to be a freak. Where I'm like, I love you, but right. like weirdly, her mom follows me on Instagram. So I was trying to be like, your love mom that. follows me. You should come on my podcast, totally. Like slide in there, yeah. oh, and my like God. I have another connection of like a friend but I love she that. was so sweet we took a selfie I was like you're the greatest and Aww. the funniest thing was I was standing with her two like I don't know if they're home friends I don't know what yeah. but they're like her like close friends yeah I start chit-chatting with them because this woman comes up to me she's like I love your freckles and I'm like oh my god thank you I love yours oh my we god, start talking you. Yeah. blah 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 I'm like oh so why are you guys here do you have kids because it's like a baby formula press event for Ashley and mm-hmm. they're like no we're Ashley's like friends and I'm like
0: uh, okay okay okay." tell your little friend to come on my yeah, little I'm podcast. like. Literally, <laughs> no. She's fucking iconic, mm-hmm. iconic. Okay, so she Obsessed was your like girl, all motivation, all my vision board, everything. Which she now follows me on TikTok, which is so uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's like full circle. So then I started taking more photos, taking it more seriously. That's when, at that time, simultaneously, I was trying out for Sports Illustrated, and making mm-hmm. videos online before I was even a model. I just felt like I needed to do it. it was one of my biggest dreams. So started focusing on that. An agent from San Francisco agency reached out to me and was like, hey, if you happen to see yourself back in the Bay Area, because that's where I'm from, she's like, we'd love to meet with you and sign you. Like, do you have a representation? I'm like, no, I don't. Like, what does that even mean? Like, what? Mm -hmm. And so I actually ended up moving back home to San Francisco after I graduated to save money and worked at a restaurant and served, whatever, while trying to pursue my dreams with social media and modeling. Started doing some modeling there. It was very slow, whatever. In San Francisco was a little bit slower market. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of how it started. Fast forward to the pandemic a few months later. Everything closes down. Restaurant job gets canceled. And I'm like, screw this. I hate living at home. I'm not happy and miserable. Time to move. Packed my bags up, moved to LA mid-pandemic, May of 2020. And like full-blown sent it. Like got Sports Illustrated that year. Like just hit the ground running. So you're just getting fucking and started. And that's how it started. Yeah. Hi.
1: I was listening to you on another podcast, and you were talking about how you like tagged Sports Illustrated in every fucking photo Mm -hmm. and like applied in other years, didn't get it. Right. And I feel like this is a very relevant conversation, especially for where we're sitting today. Right. I have been trying to be a part of Dear Media Network for two years, and I'm like, no, it'll happen. Right. It's just a matter of when. Right. Like, I, I always am like, you can say no, but it's a no for now, right? Like, like it's, it's not, not a no permanent now. It's the wow. same way I feel about Dak Shepard and Monica Padman coming on my podcast. Like speak I get on it. it, speak on it. Oh, <laughs> my community knows. Like I need to chill the fuck out. Yes. But I no, like, keep going. emailed them. They said no. Fine, whatever. I got a response. Right. That's a yes. That's in my yes. Box. I'm like you acknowledged me, and like. I have no shame in putting my goals and dreams out there because I'm like, why not speak on it? Why not? Who the fuck knows who's listening to anything we say in like the most positive way where they could have a connect to someone to someone and they're like, oh, I love this girl. You should do this. Totally. You never fucking know. You never know. So I'm a big of like, it's a no for now.
0: Uh And this
1: is all like my living and manifestation
0: of it. How do you feel? Like, do you feel the same way about the whole Sports Illustrated situation? 100%. Like, I wasn't going to take no for an answer. Yeah. Like, it was just like, okay, for sure. I'll try it again next year. Okay, great. And every <laughs> year I got year, a bitches. little bit, literally every year I got a little bit closer after my first year, I didn't hear anything. Of course, it was like literally one of the worst videos ever, but it's cute to look back on. Second <laughs> <laughs> I video, I didn't get it, but I like invested in a videographer. went full blown. Crazy story. They didn't end up picking me, but they reposted my video. So then I'm all excited. I'm like, here we go. They acknowledge me on like their million follower account. I can believe I had like 4,000 followers at the time. Posted my video with my caption of like, I forget my exact saying, but it was something like never give up on your dreams no matter how many no's you get along the way, I think is what it said. Um, It's a new title of this episode. Literally, please. Thank you so much. (laughs) Quote. (laughs) End quote. (laughs) Like, so good. (laughs) And the episode's over. Right. And it was like fire, fire emoji at Halikis, And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I like cried at this restaurant. I was like, I think I got it. Like, it was kind of a tease. Mm. Ended up not getting it. And then they opened up an open casting call in Miami. I said, screw everything. I had like a thousand dollars. My name sent it to on a flight to Miami. Last minute told my job I'm out. Waited in the pouring rain at 5 a.m. All across the whole building. Waited to get inside to have my interview. I finally was in there. I was like so emotional. Did the interview. It was only two minutes long with another model. And then fast forward, didn't get the call. And I was devastated. Like that just sucks. Yeah. And then everyone's like, are you going to try out again? And I was like, I don't know. Like no one talked to me right now. Like, I don't know. And then in my head, I was just kind of like, I know I'm going to get it, though. Like, that's what's so weird. No, but isn't I just it crazy? knew it.
1: And OK, this sounds so absurd. I'm sure if like people haven't had this exact experience. Mm-hmm. But like, that's how I felt about this.
0: Right. 100%. I was like, no, I know I'm going
1: to. It's just a matter of when. Right. And, like, that's literally how that's I feel my dad's Monica. I'm like, I know they're going to be on my show. Totally. It's just a matter of when. Totally. And like, the right time. And I also think, and maybe you feel the same way for me, like, so much had to happen for me to be in a place to welcome this. Mm -hmm. Like so much had to change in my life. I had to find my footing in a few things. I had to evolve in certain ways. I had to mature. I had to change a little bit to be in the best place that I could possibly be to make this
0: the success that I want it it to be. Right.
1: Because if it had happened two years ago, I wouldn't have been ready.
0: Totally. And we think we are, which is great that we're like overachievers and we have all these big dreams and like you may think you're ready now, you may think you want it now, but everything happens for a reason and it all works out at the right time. Like, I actually was not ready in 2019 to be an SI at all. After experiencing what I experienced, I was like, there's no way in hell last year I was ready for this. And then the year before, forget about it. It's like, everything happens for a reason and it's all aligned in your path that you weren't meant to sign with Dear Media maybe last year, but you are now. So it's like, just trust the, the timing. In the of my fucking postpartum depression where right. like, I didn't know which way was up. Hell Exactly. No, like, what I been have been ready to do. Worked. any of this.
1: Right. So while we're speaking like vision board, putting it all out there, dreams, goals, hopes, everything. What are you
0: like? Oh, I know it'll happen. It's just a matter of when. I was just thinking about that while we were talking because there's definitely a few things. I definitely want to have my own show one day. I don't know cool. what that looks like. like. What? It could either be A reality show mixed with a little inspiration mixed with just like my story I feel like every day there's some crazy shit like you know like you ever ever have a friend where you're like that shit would happen to her like no I feel like you're that friend (laughs) every day (laughs) every day something happens I like we'll go outside there'll be like a parking ticket and then it's like something happens with my family it's like every day there's some type of like occurrence yeah and everyone always thinks it's so entertaining they like love my story times but I'm like this shit needs to be filmed like if i had mm-hmm. someone following me with a camera this shit is wild like every day my life is changing i just got something that i might be in hawaii next week for a job cool. but like i'm deciding between and that like and then i had the nbc an interview that was last minute i'm like what the hell is my life like everything mm-hmm. is so like this that it's really cool to maybe like document would be awesome and then i would love to have an activewear brand i've never publicly said that cool. but that's something like a huge dream more dreams in my career like that and partnering with maybe brands like victoria's secret to kind of rebrand some stuff and yeah. like Would be awesome. Walking in the Savage X Fenty show would be huge. Oh yeah. Stuff like that, you know. But I'm trying to grasp onto something like I did SI. Because when I have a vision and a goal, I go full force for it. Mm -hmm. So everyone's kind of like, what's next? After I had that. And for so long, I kind of was like, I just want to like exist and keep elevating.
1: Well, the other thing is, I think as a culture, Mm -hmm. we are so like, you reach a bar, move the bar higher. Totally. Now what are you focusing on? Right. You make this money, how are you going to make more? We also need to be able to relish in this excitement. Totally, totally. Because if you're never actually, like, really taking it all in and acknowledging how much fucking work went into this success, totally, then, like, what's the point of it? Right. And I was actually talking about this on my stories recently. Mm-hmm. I feel like right now I'm in this big momentum of my career. Totally. There's a lot going on. I feel like I'm putting out a lot of like really exciting stuff. It's a little bit different than what I'm typically putting out there. Mm-hmm. I've had like while we're filming this, it was like the Dear Media announcement. And I did a shoot for Hill House and I changed my handle. And mm-hmm. then I got verified. Like, all these really exciting things that I've wanted. Totally. And I get this sense of kind of panic. Right. Where I'm like, fuck, a shoe's going to drop somewhere. Like, and Brene Brown speaks about this of like foreboding joy, I think is the terminology where she's like, joy is a really vulnerable emotion because we are so used to dress rehearsing like not panic, but bad things. Mm -hmm. And it's like when you have a kid, it's so joyful, but you stand over them because you're like, what if they stop breathing and they die? Right. Like it's this dress rehearsal of something bad happening. Hmm. Do you ever feel that when like you get these big things that you've like
0: dreamed of Are you then like,
1: fuck?
0: yeah, it's a little scary because you're like, I know that nothing lasts forever, good and Mm -hmm. bad. And what comes up must come down kind of thing. So but on the opposite side, I've also gone through so much rejection lately. I had a horrible week last week. Like I'm having a great week now and amazing things that I mentioned. But like I've been rejected from agencies left and right. I've gone through the ringer. I've gotten dropped from a shoot that I was on hold for tomorrow that I was super excited about that, you know, about. Yeah, And it's like. I could look at that and be like, why am I trying so hard? F this. I'm I'm out, right? Like I need to take a break. And it like weirdly motivated me more. And my dad actually was like, I'm so proud of you to like keep going even through all of what you're going through. And it's like, I just know that where I need to go is going to come with so much failure, but it gets me excited when I fail because it's like, I know on the other end, like on the other side is success. There's something waiting. Yeah. And it's like so cool because yes, this was a horrible situation that happened to me. If you follow me at this club that happened last week and I was like, great, this week has been horrible. I've been dropped from this and I got rejected from this agency and this is happening. And I just now got rejected into this club for my size and I could have crumbled, but I took that as a holy crap, something amazing is coming. And I like... Mm-hmm. so many so much success has already happened and it's only monday and it's yeah. like this is this is what gets me excited but yeah i mean it is really scary and easy to go in your brain it's very human like of us to do this we're like holy crap so much good stuff's happening i know something bad's gonna happen now it's so easy to think that way but i try to do the reverse psychology of it and try to just me look too. at the good
1: yeah it's scary i though. really try but it, it is hard i mean my brain is a mental fuckery it's a scary place to live sometimes right but I really try and then also what you're talking about rejection I think it's really easy for consumers or anyone to see people's success and be like oh my god they get everything right without realizing how much rejection people face especially in this industry like rejected left and fucking right but I'm constantly like rejection is redirection Yep. That door is closing. There are five other doors that are going to open. It's just a matter of time. Right. And that is why I'm going to get rejected because I'm right. going to do this. Yep. And I full fucking believe it. You mentioned getting rejected from this club. Uh huh. You, I, I'm not exactly sure when this episode will release. So, timeline obviously depends on when you guys are will listening evolve. to this episode. The timeline will evolve, new information will come out. But I want to chat about just the general aspect of being a curvier woman when it comes to like, I guess just fully fucking existing, mm-hmm. but really like the nightlife and the mistreatment.
0: Yeah. So Susan. what happened? So basically I tried to go into the highlight room on this past Wednesday and I met up with my friend who's a plus size model as well. And she was in front and I was like, oh my God, hi, how are you? She's like, let's go inside. I'm so excited. I'm here with 10 other girls for my friend's birthday. Come with us. So I like kind of squeezed Were with Were you them with other people? just my other friend who happened to be a curvy girl as well. Mm -hmm. And I had just got back from a Boohoo Man Sway Lee event, like just got the Getty Images. I'm on cloud nine. I got styled hair and makeup to give you the backstory of like what kind of energy I was on. Like I was Mm -hmm. like, let's go. It's going to be a fun night in Hollywood, whatever, whatever. I'm feeling myself, like I said, hair and makeup, invested in the whole freaking fit, feeling all confident. And I go to the line and my friend Alexa was with her friend. So I, I walked behind them. And they let in all 10 of her friends and put a rope on right in front of her. And she literally like walked into the rope was like, oh, sorry, wait, what's going on? And he was like, yeah, not tonight. And she's like, wait, what do you mean? I'm I don't know if you know this, but like 10 of my friends just walked in there like that. Mm -hmm. I'm with their group. They have they have a table. It's my friend's birthday. And he was like, yeah, I said not tonight. And like looked at her in pure disgust, like up and down, scanned her and said not tonight. And she was like what like I'm wait I'm so sorry but like she was taking it super lightly I felt so bad she just like she was more I think just shocked and I kind of like me being a little fiery I had like five shots of tequila in me not to promote drinking but I was just like feeling myself whatever parting and I was like okay wait switch spots with me really quick and I like switch spots with her and I was like hi I'm so sorry sir what's going on like it's just us four girls yeah and he literally looked at me up and down was like not tonight. Next. Yeah, you guys are good. Yeah, you guys are good. Let's in every other girl behind us. A guy came in with three girls. Three guys just walked in past us. And I'm literally like, so am where, I getting pumped? are you now like on the side of the rope and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, like I'm I'm still with everyone trying to get in. Yeah. Like it was a mosh pit of people trying to get in. And we're at the front of the line and he's letting in people behind us to the side of us, guys, girls, everyone in but us. So it was not a capacity issue. hmm and I just could not believe this. Like I just, and it's only, it's happened once to me before at another club. I was just going to ask, has it happened it to you has. before? And it, that was even more embarrassing because it was a guy I was talking to Oof. who was inside waiting for me and had a table with his friends. And they still wouldn't let me in, even though they were spending X amount of money with the mm-hmm. table. He even came out to say to the bouncer, excuse me, dude, what's good? She's with me. And he said, sorry, bro, she's not coming in. That was humiliating. Mm-hmm. First time ever experiencing this. I'm really sorry. I It's crazy. It's okay. And then this time that happened, I was more defending my friend because I was just like, F this. No one's defending right. her. So I'm going to defend her. And then he looked at me and was like, you're not coming in either kind of thing. Like, not tonight. And I was like, what is going on? Like, mm-hmm. are we literally getting punked right now? I was so upset. The uh, security guard next to me was a bigger guy. And I looked at him and I was like, You're you're seeing this happen right now and you're a bigger guy. You're just gonna let this happen You're not gonna stand up for what's right. You're not gonna speak up on our behalf You're not gonna you're not gonna tell him this isn't right. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, it's not really my spot I was like, no, no, no." it is this is your coworker doing this to us treating us women like this Are you just gonna stand there? I know you're a bigger guy. You've probably experienced similar situations You're just gonna allow this to happen. He said nothing. No one else stood up for us I asked two other bouncers if they can help us out. He said, sorry, not up to me. It's up to him And I was just like you will regret this decision one day Basically. Yes, they definitely will. And I think what
1: you've done with this is literally exactly what we're talking about. Rejection is redirection Mm -hmm. is unfortunately completely wrong. I think this happens quite often in the nightlife scene. Totally, I don't think, A, maybe the the people that's happening to, maybe they don't have a platform to get the story out there. Right. Or B... And again, I'm not speaking from an experience, so maybe I'm projecting, but maybe there's this like feeling of like, I don't, I'm, this is fucking, this sucks. Like, right. I don't want to air with this. Right. I don't want to talk, talk about, about this. it. Yeah. Like, that was humiliating. So I think by you sharing, I know I've seen more people have come out about experiences similar to this in totally. the nightlife scene. I'm curious as a smaller sized person, I mm-hmm. guess, like, what should we be doing
0: mm-hmm. to help you in these instances? I think it's just a movement at this point. Like I said, we wanted to bring everyone else's story that, you know, maybe they didn't have a voice or they didn't, you were embarrassed about. I had a lot Mm -hmm. of girls come forward that are big plus size creators and models. And they were like, to be honest with you, you're inspiring me to share my story and that. So like I'm inspiring not only people that don't have a voice, but the people that really do have a voice that are still too embarrassed to talk about it or ashamed or whatever. I think for my thinner friends and, you know, every woman in general that sees this, even a guy, like I've had guys stand up for us, which is powerful. It's such a bigger issue at hand. It's discrimination across the board. It's objectifying women. Even as a thinner woman, they're looking at you up and down up and like down. a piece of meat. I remember feeling deserved to be in. So
1: violated. So violated. I hate clubs. But, but I violated. did go through a phase of my life where I would go out to like New York clubs because right. a friend of ours like loved buying tables. And I was like, oh, you know sure. what? If you're going to fucking do this, yeah. twist my arm. I'll get in for whatever. Right. But I remember feeling like so icky. Right. Walking in, being like looked up and down, and totally. like even look, I'm not gonna complain about not having to pay, but like even the fact that girls do get in free, like it is kind of right. It's super weird. weird. Like if you, really think, weird, about if you think about the whole it,
0: industry, it,
1: it's like oh, so we get in for free, but then the guys have to pay like, the like meat right that they're supposed to be like supplying. Yeah, it's, it. And because in for free, s-
0: we can't say anything about it. Right. The Um, whole thing is weird. The whole thing is fucking weird. I mean, he like looked at us and just said, go home. Like, you're not coming in tonight. And we just cried after. And I cried not for me because I could give two shits about that club. But like, oh, the girls this happens to every single day that aren't as privileged, aren't Mm -hmm. a model, not the connects, isn't an influencer and still treated this way. Right, And I'm like, I can imagine. But it also goes to discrimination about maybe a girl that wears glasses or has braces. I mean, maybe they don't want to let her in. Maybe it's the girl that doesn't have as great a skin and they don't want to let her. I mean, it's literally just discrimination against in general.
1: Honestly, this is like not the same at all. But it's even like the dress requirements of general nightlife. I remember one of my friends, we were going out. Where the fuck were we? In Miami Mm -hmm. for a bachelorette party. And my friend wanted to do like a wig night and wear black and I was like Mm -hmm. fine I have fire fucking Nikes that will match my wig right I'm gonna wear this like hot little short black like dress Mm -hmm. with my Nikes and this wig and they're like you can't fucking wear sneakers you're not allowed to get in with sneakers the club promoter said you cannot wear sneakers I'm like why the fuck are we like policing what what these people especially females I'm like well are the
0: guys wearing sneakers right so the guy's Are not gonna want to buy me a drink because I'm in sneakers. I've right. pulled more guys wearing sneakers and I'm sweats and a bomber at a jacket. child. I don't care. <laughs> literally. Like I don't yeah. give two shits. I don't want to hurt my feet. You wear fucking heels yeah. all day and tell me how you fucking feel. Wait, okay. So you <sighs> say you just mentioned
1: pull guys. I saw another TikTok of yours oh, where you're like, okay. I pull more guys. <laughs> I've gone through this phase lately. It's weird, I don't know no, what's going I on. Fucking love it. Where you're like,
0: I don't, I don't remember the like actual language, but it was something. Do you remember? Do you know yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think it was the video about like, oh, because the video was like, this guy said, I don't know about you, but none of my plus size friends that are girls have ever had a hard time pulling guys or anyone that they wanted. And I was like, everyone in the comments like, that's bullshit. I call cap, whatever. I literally was like, wait, I actually have to talk about this. Yeah. It's the energy and the confidence because I pulled more guys now as a curvier woman than any other time I've been smaller. Because I walk in, I try to own the space. It's the confidence. I'm giving them the smize. I know who I am. It's all about the energy. And they eat that shit up, guys and girls. Yeah, they eat it up. Mm -hmm. But it's like when just because you're smaller and maybe you are just living in a smaller body, it doesn't mean that you might have that same confidence. Absolutely not. So you might not think you might go in there thinking like, I'm so ugly. No guy's gonna want to talk to me. And that's probably the case then because Mm -hmm. you're actually manifesting that reality. Where if I went in there, I was like, I'm a bad bitch, I got my hair done, I feel good, da da da, da. more guys will come up to you. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, so I think that's the video you're talking about. Yes,
1: that is the video I'm talking about. Okay, so God. I am a <laughs> married woman with a child. I have no fucking dating <laughs> advice or stories, but okay. I know a lot of my listeners are like in the dating scene, yeah. trying to pull guys. So, A, I'm curious, like, where aside, or maybe it is confidence is key, but like, how have you found to are you on dating apps? I was going to say, I don't know how much advice
0: I can give because I'm still single <laughs> as hell. I'm not yeah, going to front. Doesn't but yeah. it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I am on. I'm on one Raya, which is horrible. I mean, don't even bother <laughs> signing up for that <laughs> yeah. subscription. I feel like it's just a validation app. No one ever, ever meets up from it. I've heard great success stories from Hinge and Bumble. A lot mm-hmm. of my friends have like met like great partners on there. I'm like, where did you find him on Amazon? Send him <laughs> my way. But no, I, I would just say it's honestly a confidence thing. It's about a lot of people that I've talked to that are in successful relationships have said like might sound crazy but like I literally journaled about this person who I wanted I literally manifested my husband Chelsea I Chelsea like, Handler actually was just really I was listening to her they've since broken up but she she talked about this
1: she talked about this in an episode oh my god it was actually her episode with Ashley Graham oh my god I need to listen <laughs> to that okay you listen to it I think it's old because it's when she's still with this man I forget his name who she broke up with but uh-huh. she was always like the ice queen and she would proclaim herself that right and she says that he like softened her and melted her and mm. he is exactly she said that she wrote out, like, manifested this man, but she joked. She's like, the one thing I said was, like, not bald, and he is bald. So, That's like, so she's like, you can't <laughs> have everything, right? But you can't check off everything. She's like, he literally was the person I wrote out.
0: Wow. Oh. Yeah, there's so much power in that and like knowing what you want. Yeah. I think we're always like, do we even want a boyfriend? Do you even want a partner? Like, mm. I, I think for so long I didn't. And like, people were like, don't you want like a boyfriend? I'm like, no, no like, I'm actually I'm great on my own. And I think. I had to sacrifice a love life and all of that for my career. I feel like right now, Mm -hmm. when I moved here, there was no going out. There was no option. I feel like I was just in grind mode, hustle mode. And I put that on the back burner. Didn't download apps, didn't entertain any guys. They would ask me on dates. I would say no, like for work. But I think now I'm at a point where I'm a little bit more open to it. So I would say, are you open hearted? Ask yourself, what do you want? Go with your other single friends that have that same energy as you. That's very, you know, open minded Mm -hmm. and excited to talk and mingle. I think a lot of girls go out and just expect, you know, maybe the guy to come up to her, maybe you shoot your shot. Like, Right, do you, you know, go up and hit on guys? Occasionally, yeah. And I think my way of hitting on them is just giving them the eyes <laughs> for a long period of time. And then, you, and then you look away and then you look back and then they know you're down. And you give you know the, the eyes, eyes to the camera? I never <laughs> make me do
1: it. Don't make me do it. i just
0: kidding. <laughs> but you have to no, literally, like- Literally the way
1: that I would never, I'd say this all the time, I never, ever got hit on until I got engaged. Really? I have heard of this. I will say other stuff shifted in my life around the same time where Mm -hmm. like it could have been more tied to confidence than the fact that I had an engagement ring on my finger. Right, Not because I was engaged, more because other stuff was happening in my life. Right. But I rarely get hit on. And let me tell you, when I get hit on, I'm like, what? you're like, let's, let's go. go bro. <gasps> I'm dead. It's fun. <gasps> like, this it's is fun. amazing.
0: Right? You're like, let me
1: just eat that up. Yeah. It's Which, fun. like, I don't know if that's right to say in today's world where I'm like, I'm not trying to be objectified at all. Right. Because there are. But I, it's nice
0: once in a while to be like. Yeah, well, it's okay. like, it's,
1: it's not. Objectification because, like, for instance, and maybe you feel this way when certain videos of mine have gone viral for whatever fucking reason, mm-hmm. and then the creepy men come in, oh, I'm yeah, like, that's very different. I feel so fucking skeevy and my own skin. I feel no. violated. Like, right. I feel disgusting. Yeah. And that's a very different story.
0: Very different. And, and it's not fun to get objectified. I didn't mean it like that. I meant like it's fun to, like, <laughs> a once in a while, if it's mutual, like if you think a guy's cute at a right. bar and he's like, hey, you're beautiful or I love your eyes or whatever. Thank I'm you. like, oh, okay. Like, Oh. that's fun to feel that and once in a while I don't think there's anything bad with saying that yeah speaking
1: of like content going viral etc you have been doing a lot of these like let me show you how this looks this look looks on a career body right and some of those have gone fucking viral and some yeah. people are like heated right this bell hadid look has right. people up in fucking arms literally what inspired you to start doing this and what is your response to the people who are like so pressed over this
0: yeah I started doing recreation shoot series when I posted my first look was the Julia Fox look because mm-hmm. everyone was freaking out about the low rise. Was it the underwear and the jacket? No, that was after. It was actually before that. It was like she cut up a dress that or whatever into a tiny white skirt that was super low rise and rolled over with a tiny white top and then black gloves and black boots. And everyone was like, oh my God, like don't tell me low rise is back. Like, oh my whatever. And I was like, I'm going to pop off like everyone is trying <laughs> to say you. that this is only supposed to be rocked by someone that's thinner. I'm going to wear a low rise and I'm going to wear a little crop top and I'm going to show you guys that we can look just as good yep. in a curvier body. So I did it and it took off. And so I started to name the series that thick girls can rock this fit to part one, part two, whatever. Then someone sent me the Julia Fox look in the grocery store. And Mm -hmm. I was like, no way. You guys are trying to get me in trouble. Like, this is not okay. This is where I draw the line. You go to Air One. Literally. And my publicist was like, no, 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 you have to do it. I'm like, "Okay, well, if you're saying I should do it, let's go. Like, we're doing it. So I get the squad ready glam. We get ready to go and we go straight into where do we even go? Into somewhere in Beverly Hills. It was so humiliating, you guys. But we went to the grocery store. It was iconic, though. Like it really was. was. It was iconic. The Kim K one was fucking iconic. Yeah, then we did the Kim K one, rented out the whole mansion house to like have the same look. It was so freaking cool to do that. And I think I wanted to do that just like I said, to just show that you can pull this look off too. point wing Mm -hmm. period. Do you follow Katie Um, Storino? no. She does like supersize this look.
1: Oh. Uh, do you know Mega Babe, the thigh rest? Yes. The chafing? Yes. It's her company. So that's who oh, Katie really? is. Cool. Yeah, she's amazing. I've had her on my show. She's awesome. Oh,
0: wow. She I need to look She does these into like
1: uh, series called Make My Size, which, where she'll go into stores and like try on their largest size oh, and like cool. record herself. She's like, what the fuck? Like, right. how is this your largest? Right. And then she'll do supersize my look, wow. where she'll like do a model and a fit and like try to recreate it as well.
0: Got it. No, that's very cool. I feel yeah. like so many influencers have done similar stuff. I haven't seen anyone really put on a whole production no, shoot. No, no, no.
1: You're putting, you're you like, know what I'm saying? But I front. have seen
0: some, yeah. especially on TikTok, there's a lot of that. Like recreate mm-hmm. Hailey Bieber's look. Recate da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. But it's been really cool to fully do like a whole production. The Bella Hadid one, going back to that, was super fun in New York, where I actually like literally had someone pretend to be my bodyguard, like do the whole thing. I went all out for it. But it was a very last minute shoot. It was when I was in New York for Fashion Week. It was right after the Kim K and my team was like, what do you think about doing a recreation when you're in New York? And I was like, oh my God, like I'm only here for a week. I would have to order everything right now overnight. It'd probably have to be off Amazon because literally how am I going to find these pieces? Right. I hired a stylist who was like, no, I want to find these pieces. Went to literally like 30 showrooms. No one had anything. Called around every designer that she had to connect with. No one had anything. Everything was like pulled from the room for New York Fashion Week. It was almost impossible to find a catsuit jumpsuit like that. Absolutely impossible. She was like, look, this is the closest one from Skims. It's a little bit darker of a color, but I actually think that darker espresso will look really good on your skin tone. What do you think? And I was like, great, let's do it. So it was more so not to copy the look, but get the inspiration and recreate a similar look with similar pieces. I don't have the money to get the handmade designer custom You're set from Bella You're not going to be having fucking thing. No. Like doing a box fine, you can make that and you can get right, the Calvin cut Klein. It and whatever. like, okay, Totally. And people were up in flames over it because it wasn't the exact pieces. They were saying, what is this corset from Shein? Oh my God, this is what Amazon looks like. The idea was there. The execution wasn't like, you know, A for effort. This girl really thought she pulled this off. Like it doesn't match this color. I mean, I was just getting hate left and right. Like I've never gotten. But it's like, that's not the point of this. So if you're thinking the point is because of a fucking color or because the piece Mm -hmm. isn't the exact same, I don't know what to tell you. You're missing the whole point. The point is that I'm rocking a... Mesh see-through one-piece jumpsuit with a tight corset, where of course Bella had it look very different on her body, where she had a thigh gap and she looked very thin, and her waist was very very tiny. And I wanted to recreate it on my body type. It's not the exact pieces, but people wanted to focus on that. So, I mean, I think it also got more hate the second it went viral. <laughs> Some get on side the of TikTok, wrong side of TikTok, and people don't like to see people win. So, had mm. that video maybe got only a hundred k views, people no one would care. Cool but it got 6 million views. So everyone starts flooding in with, hate. I'm like, sucks to see someone win. i got 6 fucking million views. Literally. Thank you for the view. And thank you for the comment. Thank you for the engagement. Literally. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm just gonna let people run their mouth. It did hurt at first, to be honest. Like it's easier said than done to not let it affect you. But I think I just had to go back to the why and why I'm doing this. And it's much bigger than that person in their freaking basement, Brad number 2635 (laughs) username telling me, you look ugly and fat, go to the gym. I'm like, just go for under to armor, the gym. tell me more <laughs> yeah I was gonna Please. say I
1: love love when you clap back on the like go I go have to. you go for a walk and you're like here's me shooting for fucking underarm
0: Literally, with professional athletes next to me great like, tell me excuse more excuse me yeah for
1: anyone who's listening who mm-hmm. has struggled with their body image or who has struggled with confidence or who has maybe experienced something like you've experienced being shut down because yeah. of their size yeah what would you say to them
0: I would just say know who you are and it goes far beyond your exterior and your size and just know that your confidence comes from within and there's so much power in you just being you and no one else is like you. And that really is like the saying I go with is like no one else is you and that is your power. Just tap into that. Tap into hanging around people that make you feel good in your skin. Mm -hmm. I think your environment is huge. Huge. Very huge. Like, who do you leave feeling good from? Who do you feel inspired from? Who do you feel your best self when you're around and hang around those people more and cut off the ties with anyone else that doesn't? Mm -hmm. I would say be okay with Your body's going to change. Our bodies are always changing. You will not fit the same jeans you wore in high school. Get over it. It's not going to happen. It would be weird if we all stayed the same. So fucking weird. Like, why do we think that? Imagine, I think about this
1: all the time. Say you're 28 and you're comparing yourself to your 18-year-old high school body. Right. And you're like, what the fuck? Why don't I fit in these things? I look different. Imagine if we were 18 and we were like, why don't I look like I'm eight? Literally. Ten years. Yep. Look at what my eight-year-old we body. Like, Look at my eight-year-old. Like, weird. I, 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 like, I was this amount of weight. We're so tiny Imagine, Imagine if we did that. Yeah. When I used to, like, compare, that's what would bring me back to reality. Being like, wow, wait I love a that. fucking second. I love wait that. Wait a second. I love that. I do really quickly want to ask one listener question that goes off of something you just said when it's like surround yourself with yeah. people. Someone asked, how do you respond to friends who you're with? Or maybe they're not even friends. Maybe you're just in like a room, mm. you're on a bachelorette party, mm-hmm. whatever. And someone's like, oh, I hate the way I look. I feel so fat or is like saying comments good one. about their body that
0: simultaneously might be insulting you. That's a good one. There's a lot of things that people can say that project their own insecurities. I think that really starts to trigger someone, especially if you're overcoming an eating disorder or self-love. There are things that people will say around you all the time that can be triggering. A few tips I do is like one, maybe deflect it and just completely switch the topic. Like someone's sitting Mm -hmm. there like, oh, my God, it looks so fat. I'd be like, oh, my God, wait, Michelle, come over here. Like, let's go to da-da-da. Or, oh, my God, guys, the Uber's here. Like, let's go. Like, just try to switch this topic conversation. Don't engage in it because a lot of time misery likes company. So if I'm going to sit here saying how bad I look, you will then feel subconsciously obligated to now talk badly about yourself. Yep. It's weird. Like if you sat here and you're like, I feel so gross today. I'd be like, wait, like, do I look? It really rubs yeah. off on people. Like, oh, same. Like, I have like like shit. Yeah. I look hunched over. I look mm-hmm. this way. So I think end the conversation there. Squash it. Don't even entertain. Actually, act like you don't hear them. Yeah. If they keep doing it, that is when you find that right time to maybe be like, oh my God, don't say that about yourself. You're so beautiful. And I've just personally, to be honest with you, personally worked like so hard on myself and my own, you know, self-love discovery. So let's actually hold each other accountable to like, you know, more positive self-talk. Like, you know. Or just like not talk shit about ourselves. Yeah, like flip it a positive. Like let's actually focus on like hyping each other up. Like Mm -hmm. actually look so good. You know, we're in this together. I felt the way that you felt, but I'm overcoming that. And like, let's just focus on like us just feeling like bad bitches. Like, you know, try to make it like fun. If you're in a situation where you can have a more deeper conversation, that's when you can maybe be like, hey, Michelle or Megan, whatever your friend's name is like, I've noticed that, like, you've negatively, like, self-talked about yourself, which, like, I, you know, makes me so sad to see. And I've actually struggled with that myself. It really makes me start to think badly about myself. So, like, let's try to, like, both to, like, work hard on, like, not doing that. Mm-hmm. There's a few ways you can handle it. I think just kind of trying to, like, end that conversation there. will actually tell that person that you're not here to talk about it.
1: Yeah. I also think it obviously so depends on your relationship with the person. I've yeah. done all three of those things. I've also, if it's, like, someone I'm very close with and we have a, like, no bullshit We were on a bachelorette and she's complaining about herself. And I look at her and I was like, literally shut the fuck up. All you have done is complain about yourself right now. Look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. What do you love? I'm like, this is so exhausting to hear you talk like this. Like, cut it out. Yeah. And give yourself some affirmations. Yeah. Because this is ruining the vibe. Totally. And like, I think if you're really close to the person where you can lay it out there, like sometimes tough love. Like you're killing the vibe.
0: I just did that with my friend, too. I literally was like, okay, enough complaining about yourself. Tell me three things that you love. And they're like, no, that's silly. I'm like, no, actually tell me three things you love. Say it. And then it was like a weird energy shift. of Like, well, I guess I like my hair. Yeah. I'm like, see, there we go. Let's go. Yeah, like, exactly. you know, hyping them but up. But some people need,
1: like, look, I was that girl that was complaining. Totally. I was that Me girl too. that was saying things. A hundred percent. And when I surrounded myself with people who like never talked like that or hyped themselves up or hyped myself up, like shit changes. Totally. You have to rewire the voice in your head for
0: people mm-hmm. who are like. I want more of you. This was amazing. Where can they support you? Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Ella Halikas. And hopefully, a little side plug, might hopefully be starting confidence coaching Oh, okay. Really want to get into that space, working on that. So would love to work with you guys and my audience and followers and your followers more closely when that time comes. But yeah, Ella Helikas on Instagram and TikTok. Everything will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming. You gave me the energy I needed
1: from a long fucking travel day. So thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I have so much fun recording the show. It is my favorite part of my job and truly is what lights me up. Your feedback and response to every episode is what keeps me going. And if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram or share on your stories. If you are looking for a way to support the show, please rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. Please also make sure to hit subscribe so that you are up to date with new episodes coming at you every Wednesday morning. And of course, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at, at Cameron Oaks Rogers. I love you and I appreciate your support so much.